Okay, Rabotai. Rabotai, this one I love like a passion. You ready? I'm going to tell you a story here right now. Listen, listen good. Now, if I were to tell you right now, you see where you are? Right now in uh, Morocco. Did anybody go to Morocco, Tangiers? Anybody go? Marrakech? Marrakech? Anybody go? First of all, it's a third world country, correct? The roads are not even paved, right? Right? Everybody knows what I'm talking about at all. It's a third world country. Like it's, it's, it, it. If I were to tell you right now, I'm telling you a third world country, that they don't have uh, sewer pipes. To go to the bathroom, there's no bathroom in your house. The way you go to the bathroom is, you got to walk down the block, and, and there's a bathroom, a public bathroom over there. You go down the block, you go to the public bathroom, then you come to your house. There's no, there's no shower, there's a bathhouse. This, there's that. That, there's that. Now, would anybody leave this country to go? I wouldn't go. Why would you go? There's no bathroom, I'm telling you that. And the thing, got to walk. Why would I go? Why would I go and live there? Go, I want you to move there. I wouldn't go. But now I tell you something else. Now I tell you, uh, over there, there's a very big rabbi that you can learn a lot of Torah from. And because you can learn so much Torah, it's worth it for you to move. Then, you go. What happens? The Scheinberg went from America to where the Chavitz Chaim lived. Chavitz Chaim lived. It wasn't like, like the plumbing as we had here. And he went to learn. And there was one big rabbi. Came to Havetz Chaim. Took this younger, y- younger rabbi, Rechaim Scheinberg, which was like maybe in his 20s. Young 20s. And the Chavitz Chaim was already like, probably in the 80s, 90s. And they said, Chavitz Chaim, Chavitz Chaim. Says, yeah. See this bach, you see this guy, Rav Scheinberg? Said, yeah. He traveled all the way from America <laughs> to learn Torah here. What does Chavitz Chaim answer him? So, Hashem traveled from Shemaim to the Aretz to give us the Torah. Question. This question bothered me for like years until tonight. That's what you say? We don't question Chavitz Chaim. Chavitz Chaim had a point. But I, yeah, he thought, Oh, Chazak, He didn't say anything about that. What did he say? Hashem gave the Torah also. He came from Shemaim. So, meaning, what's, he, what's, he, what's the big hunch? Why did he say that? I'm going to tell you why he didn't say that tonight. You ready? I'm giving you the answer right now. And that is, I told you a story once, how I had on my credit card one month, I had a crazy credit card bill. Like usually it's a certain, certain amount, this one was like, I started looking at my bill. And I have some charities that I give. You know, shul, I take care of the shul, I take care of this, I take care of that. So one of the charities, I said, I called them up, I told, I told my wife, this charity, we're on the monthly, let's set them off. Take it off. So my wife looks at me, this is what you do? This is what you do? Let me see that credit card bill. Takes the credit card bill, wait one second. We went out to this restaurant, it cost us this amount. How about this month, we're not going to go to no restaurant, take it off, it'll save you that much, you know, you can give you the charity, we don't go out this month. So I was like, you know what, she's right. She's right. Say, so how about we do both? Leave it and I still go out. <laughs> so I'm just bringing out a point that what? She, she was right. She was right. She was 100% right. But why did I think like that? You know why we think like that? Because we think that we're doing extra that we don't have to do. For example, this class, 
a person might have a kviut. You know what kviut means? They're going to ask set time. They're going to ask you in Shemaim, did you set a set time to learn Torah? Day and night. Did you set a time? Did you set a time to learn day and night? You have to set that time. So now, if this is one night, so you'll get a hundred every Wednesday night. Okay, you'll get that hundred. You, you got, you got it. But what about Monday, Tuesday, something else? But at the end of the day, you're setting a set time. Now, people might say, this class is extra credit. I don't have to. I don't have to learn. I'm coming extra. I was gonna chill. Tonight I was invited to chill, have some shots over there, going around shots, celebrating, and we're going to make it awesome night. I chose, let me go to Shur Torah instead. So now what he was, look at me. It's, it's great. You did amazing. You did something absolutely phenomenal. You should give it tap, tap yourself on the back. Unbelievable. However, if you look at it that way, you will never last in coming every Wednesday night. You know why? Because the way you're supposed to look at your obligation to Torah is, it is my responsibility, it's not my extra. One time, I love this story with a passion. Rav Baruch Be'er Leibowitz. You ever hear of Rav Be'er Leibowitz? Brick Shmuel. He wrote the Brick Shmuel. There was one gathering with a hundred rabbis. One rabbi got up and said out loud, Rabotai! Torah is... What's Torah? Torah is like breath. If you can't learn, you can't breathe. And if you can't breathe, you can't live. Again, Torah is like breath. If you don't learn Torah, you can't live. Rav Baruch Bey gets up. Not... It's not Emes. It's not the truth. Torah is not... Everybody's looking at him, like, well, what are you saying? Torah is not breath. He's saying a great thing. If you, don't, you can't breathe, you can't, you can't live. He says, no. Breathing is a way to live. But it's not life. Torah is life. It's not that I learned Torah so now I can breathe. No. If you don't learn Torah, the guy's dead. Torah is life itself. It, breathing is something to do to live. Torah is not something to do to live. Torah is life. Torah is life. And that's why I, I gave an example to the girls. Sometimes you have a girl. She um, comes January, February. She's sneut. Look at the girl. Wow, tzadeket. <laughs> Look at you. Mamish tzadekes. Comes July and August. What happened? What happened? What happened? Should I tell you what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. When she was sneut, now, now I'm not judging any lady. Now I know the lady's gonna start emailing me, texting me, Rabbi, not sure this, that, don't judge me, blah, blah, blah. I'm not judging nobody. But listen to this, like this. When the girl got sneut, when she said in her mind of being sneut, she was doing it. If that girl changed July and August, she was doing it in a way where, you know what? I don't have to really beat sneut. It's not a must that I have to beat sneut. It's a good thing. I'm sneut. Look at, look at all the other girls. Out of all my friends, I'm the, I'm the most sneut. So therefore, to her, in her mind, I'm doing extra more than my girlfriends. My girlfriends, hey, look at my girlfriends. Look at me. It's the dude. So therefore, when it comes July and August, she was doing it and saying, look, it's extra. The January and February was extra. July and August, now it's, I'm too, too hot. It's too, I go and it's 95 degrees. I can't wait. It's the, now it's too, too, too. I can't do it. I can't do it. 
So therefore, the whole tzniut was, you didn't believe that that's your life. You just said, so the second you say it's a good thing to wear tzniut, if that's the case, when it comes inconvenient for you, you're not going to wear it, because you're thinking it's extra credit. Rabotai, why am I telling you all this? Listen what good I'm telling you. You throw heard that we got out of the Yamsuf. You throw heard that we fought Amalek. You throw heard this. You throw heard that we got out of Egypt and we were by the Kriyat Yamsuf and all of a sudden we got there and boom, the sea split. So Yitro said, Oh my goodness, if the sea split, Yitro was in his palace. Yitro was sitting down on, on, uh, on, 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 on uh, luxury. He was a luxury. Where did he go now after all this? Where did he go? Where was the Jews? In the desert. Is that a great thing? It's a great thing. Not believe what Rashi says. He came out of his goodwill. Look at that. Out of not believe boy. But we have a problem. You know we have a problem? Right after he goes, Moshe Rabbeinu, the Pasuk right after, you'll see five, six Pasukim after. It says, Vaisaper Moshe. Moshe spoke to Yitro and told him what happened. He knows what happened. No. Because there was one problem. Because Yitro was coming out of Nidbad Libo, which is great. Look at me. Look, you're doing great. You should take credit. Look at me. You're doing awesome. But if you're going to look at life that I'm doing extra credit, then when things are going to get hard, you won't be able to handle it. For example, I wake up in the morning. How many percent of people, I have the ability, hopefully, we learn all day. How many people do you know in the world, in the world, all day? How many people? Less than 0.05%, 0.05, take the Jewish people even. How many people learn Torah all day I'm talking about? How many people? 1%. Huh? Probably less, probably less than 1%. So a guy that's sitting down learning in Kolel all day, he wakes up one morning, and he says to himself, ah, today, I want to chill today. I want to take a day off. He says, and he feels good. He's taking a day off. He says, why are you taking a day off? Because I don't, I, I don't want to learn today. He says, why should I learn? I'm less than 1% in the world learning. Today I'm out. That attitude is garbage. You know why? I'll tell you why it's garbage. Because you're in Kolel, you have to look at it as a responsibility that you have to learn Torah. Not that because I'm more special... No, because at the end, it's your responsibility because that's your life. And that's everybody's life, to be honest. That's not only the Kolel guy's life. A guy has work. What is he off? Sunday. He learns one hour Sunday. And he feels great. It's very good that you're learning one hour Sunday. But you're, you're feeling great about it. You know what you're going to say to yourself? Oh, this Sunday I'm not in the mood. I'm not going to learn. Why? Because you think it's extra credit. It's not extra credit. This is your obligation. You have to do it. And that's why, you know what says? You learn a lot of Torah. You learn the Torah, Torah, don't tap yourself on the shoulder. Why should I tap myself on the shoulder? Because that's what you're made to do. So what? Tap yourself on the shoulder, go on. Because if you feel that it's extra, the time where it's going to be hard for you, you won't pull through. And that's why you're not supposed to say, oh, you know what? I go to Minyan every morning. Right? Your guy goes to Minyan. Rabbi, I only go once a week. If you felt that your obligation is that your responsibility is to go to me every day, then it's not extra credit when you go once a week. 
That's what you're supposed to be doing. When a lady understands that she has to be tzni'ut, comes the summer, say, oh, I'm hot, I can't do it. What do you can't do it? When you did it, you're lucky I did it in January and February. You're right, we're lucky you did it in January and February. At the end of the day, that you're looking at it the wrong way. That is your responsibility. If that's your obligation, that's what your life is. So you can't just all... Oh, and of course, don't get me wrong. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Yitro. Yitro, you came out here. But don't think, oh, look at me. Feel accomplished. Feel good. But the second you're going to feel like, look at me, wow, 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 look what I'm doing, da, da, da. So therefore, when you're not in the limelight, and, and the Torah's not speaking about you, what's going to be? You're not going to do it. You're not going to pull through. So Moshe Rabbeinu was telling him, listen, it's, this, is what it has to, this is what it has to do. Now, I'll just tell you another three minutes, and I'm done. There's another thing that Yitro said. Some people say this. He says, why are you repeating yourself? And that is, Yitro heard that we got out in the Yamsuf. But, one thing. You would say that it was Habakadabra. You went like this, and we got out. Rabotai, I use this mashal and I love it. Did anybody over here go, did anybody ever here go ever ice skating? Yeah. Anybody? Everybody? Yeah. Should I tell you what happened when you went ice skating? I'm going to tell you what happened when you went ice skating. You ready? I'm going to tell you exactly what happened when you went ice skating. You listening? And I'm not a Navi, but I know this has happened. Your mommy and daddy put you on the skates, right? Or you did it yourself. That I'm not sure. You or your father, mother, whatever it is. And you got so excited. And your mommy and daddy are there. Oh, go, go, go. And all of a sudden, you get on the rink. And you see right before you get on the rink, you see, wow, this guy's flying, and that guy's flying, and that guy's doing the one leg, shh, you know? The other one's going like the, 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 the 360, and you say to yourself, wow, I can't wait to get on there. I'm going to do this, this move, and he's thinking, well, I'm going to do this move, and he goes, shh, and he goes with one leg, and let's go to the end. That's what I'm going to do. You get on there, you fall so fast, you're like, oh my goodness, where am I? And then you hold on, you know, like the, the wall of the, of the ice skating ring? You hold on to the ice cream like, 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 like this until you get to your mother and your father and you get out of the thing, nah, I'm not doing it. Why not? Because I fell, I can't do it. I don't know how these guys doing it. Until the father and mother says, listen, Habibi, every single one of these kids that you see also fell when they first started. Then you don't feel so bad. Oh, if everybody fell, yeah. But, but if the kid would have known in advance that when you go on, you are going to fall, so when he falls, he doesn't feel so bad. Because that's what he's supposed to do. Understand? That's what's supposed to happen. Rabotai, Yitro hears that we got out of Egypt, that we got to the sea. But why does Moshe repeat it? And Moshe says outright, Moshe, Moshe speaks about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, about the, the Kriyatim Supergate. Why does he repeat it? We know already. Because he didn't know the fact that it wasn't just like easy peasy. When we got to the Yamsuf, there was, there was uh, groups of people that had to jump, we had to jump in the water. Egyptians in the back, and we were stuck in the front. We don't know what to do. And what does Hashem, what does Moshe say? Just jump. Jump. You crazy? Jump in the water? We'll get, we'll get drowned in the water. I'd rather get killed by an Egyptian than to get drowned in the water. You know how, you know how much suffering it is to get the, drowned in the water? At least by the Egyptian, maybe I'd be able to run out and, 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 and surrender and say, no, I'll be a slave again. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll survive. But in the ocean, I'll for sure die. What are, what, are you, what are you talking about? So at the end of the day, he's telling him all these details. Why? Because Yitro is becoming Jewish. And Yitro, Moshe wants to tell Yitro, Yitro, listen, 
I'm going to tell you now, you're going to be Jewish. But there's going to be times where what? You're going to have challenges. People, you're going to walk, people might say, Haju! People might do that. It happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. I was, walking, I was walking one time. I wanted to knock the clock the guy in the head. But you know what I'm saying? I'm a rabbi. I can't do these things. But uh, uh, he says, he says uh, Haju! No, be careful. Don't start with nobody. You never know what the guy has. No, I'm serious. Don't, don't start with nobody. You know? Average Kuri told me a story once. I'll never forget. He said, one time he's like a real basin or something like that. <laughs> one guy took the other guy's parking spot. And Albert saw that. And the guy pulled, pulled on the reverse and said, Listen, bro, you took my spot. He said, Ah, you were in your spot. And he just walked out. The guy took out a gun and shot him on the leg and just went out. Right, Albert? That's what he wasn't there, that, but that happened. That happened. <laughs> right, but that, that, that happened, you know? You said to yourself, people are nuts at this. Don't start with people. You don't know what the guy has. You don't know what the guy's on the thing. This, 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 this. I have a story on my personal level that, that's not on the camera. I'll tell you after. But anyway, um, uh, at the end of the day, that you're a Jew, he's telling you it's not going to happen just like that. But one thing for sure. You know what? One thing for sure? If you have him, Munan Bitachon and Hashem, then Hashem will save you always. That's what the Pasuk says. But Yitzilem Hashem, it says, Hashem saved them. You'll always have that Savior. And right after that, Yitro says, Baruch Hashem. Because Yitro, Moshe was telling Yitro, you're going to become Jewish, there's going to be challenges. But you have any more with Hashem, Hashem will save you. Don't think it was just like that. Because that's what it is. Whatever we do in life, Hashem will always save us. Thank you.